I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody, and I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me, take me. 'Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me, and your heart will see that a song changes everything. And the music is moving me forward on the brighter things, on the big. Dreams, let the harmony carry me, carry me. Even if the sky's falling down, I know the sound will lead me out. Come along with me, and I know you'll see that a song changes everything. Wait for the fade out. There's a long fade out. <laughs> I'm always doing the finger sprinkles down. <laughs> it's just my my move. That's my dance move when I hit the phone. That's how we start every episode until we release your new song. I mean, sometimes I think we should just mix it up and throw that song. That song is so pretty. Her voice is angelic. I say it is. It is Quite nice. beautiful. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Good morning. I'm Catherine Partisini. And I'm Andrea Vocap Sanderson. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we're going to bring on our guest in just a few minutes, um, but we wanted to share that we have over 8,000 podcast plays, which is a huge accomplishment. Oh, we have sound effects today. <laughs> um, so we're excited to share that with you, and just thank you for um, all of you that tune in each week. For those of you that share your comments or your artwork. Um, we, we also like to share that with uh, our guests who have given you those activities to do so. Um, we also wanted to share that we started our new program at Northeast Methodist on Monday, thanks to Impact San Antonio. Um, mm -hmm. Our musician, Jeff Wood, played music and we have a new artist, Trina, who got to make some art with patients. So it's really exciting. Um, that we got to get into that space. And, ooh, we have a graphic. <laughs> I would like to read it. Yes, please. The patient was having a really hard day emotionally and was hesitant to paint. You could tell she loosened up a bit after she was painting for a while, and she seemed to enjoy the company. She and Trina painted blue bonnets. Kim, program director. Thank you, Kim, for that observation. We sure do appreciate it. And yeah, it do, the more you practice art, the more you loosen up and get into the vibe. It's so true. And you're going to start there soon, right? I am. I'm starting this month and I'm really excited to onboard it Northeast. Uh, it's going to be a tremendous time of doing creative writing exercises. I got at least 40 creative writing exercises that I could roll out and even more than that, but I'm excited to share the ones that I do have with the patients there and even the healthcare workers. I find that art is, um, it's not like peer pressure, but it's like when you see other people doing it, it intrigues you and it makes you want to do it too. So it's like, oh, those people are doing something. Okay, let me go over there and see it. Let me do it. Yeah, I feel like it, it makes you curious about what mm -hmm. you might be able to create as well. So yeah, it's like a healthy peer pressure. One's <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> jumping off bridges over here. We're just writing stuff and yeah. 
painting and making blue bonnets. I'm, I'm excited because the blue bonnets are officially out here in Texas, are they? Oh in my San God. Antonio. Mm -hmm. I know you probably missed that. Just I do. down the highway looking at the field of blue bonnets. Yes, I do miss that. My son in particular loves, there's a certain part of our neighborhood that had a whole patch of blue bonnets. And so we, we would like watch them evolve over the week. So we missed that. Um, but we also wanted to welcome Memorial Sloan Kettering to our virtual programming. Um, this is a way for us to provide our programs from anywhere um, or to anyone, wherever they are. Um, and so if that's something you're interested in bringing to your healthcare community, you can visit our website and get in touch with us about that. But we're super excited to have them come on board. Um, what else do we have going on? We have a, ooh, a supporter party on Friday at the Dakota, which I've never been to. Have you been there? I have been the, to the Dakota. It is an indoor and outdoor space. And there's quite a bit of outdoor space. And there's usually a live band there performing on the weekends. The drinks are good. The food is delicious. Mm. And it's located on the east side of San Antonio. So if you know where the Alamo Dome is, it's only a few minutes away from the Alamo Dome. You go over that big old bridge on Iowa and you turn and go down the street just a little bit. You know, you got GPS. You can look up the Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> from 5 to 8 p.m. on Friday. So um, party time. Yeah, it's party time. And all right. I think that's it. We're done with yeah, that. That is our that brings you up to speed. Now it's time to introduce our guest that's coming on today. He is one of my best friends in the whole world, y'all. Uh, I have known him for over 10 years. We've played in multiple bands together. So he's a percussionist. He's a painter, visual artist. He's a poet. And he's also a healthcare advocate that goes around to different places doing amazing things. And I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to let him tell you about it. So please welcome to the show from Into the Dark Blue, Zachary Jewell. Hello. Welcome. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Pretty We're good. good. We're happy to be with you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been looking forward to it. Like your stylish hat, Zach. Thank you. Appreciate that. Gorn Brothers, you know, always a winner. <laughs> um, also, I always love an Andrea uh, introduction, a vocab introduction. If you guys, if anybody who's ever had a vocab introduction will walk up on stage feeling like top of the world. It's it's a good feeling. We, we should have you just craft welcome, like intros for people, vocab. <laughs> People can uh, sign up for you to make one for them. They can just carry it around wherever they go. I like it. I mean, you can feel fearless and bold and brave wherever you go. If you have somebody like speaking highly of you, because it's just putting that positive energy out there and you're like, okay, I'm, you know, because you're already doing the work. People are already doing the work. They just don't necessarily, their head is are buried in the work. So they don't see it, but on to you, Zach, we got to get, we got to get cracked. We got a lot to talk about today. So tell us about your journey yeah uh well i you know it's been a long one but uh so mainly i i'll just kind of start from where i'm at and kind of work backward i guess but i basically right now i am running a nonprofit organization that i started with a friend of mine uh, through actually we started a podcast and turned into a nonprofit organization for men's mental health um and that is basically through my years of, of 
working with youth when I was in my 20s, um, just really learning about myself through art and music and all of those things has really brought me to this place where I want to be able to create a space for other men to learn about themselves in similar ways. And so, yeah, I started at 18 years old. I started a, uh, a poetry meetup reading event for teenagers at a, a place that used to be here in San Antonio called the Lighthouse Cafe. And I started a, a poetry, poetry reading for just whoever wanted to come and needed that space. And that turned into becoming youth minister. And I uh, did that through most of my 20s. I was a youth minister and actually created a Wednesday night art program for uh, the high school and young co and college students to come and study and learn about the, themselves and their faith through doing art. And uh, actually, Vocab was one of our guests that we had uh, and that, that came came and did some poetry for the kids. And, you know, just ex being able to expose them to those things it was extremely fulfilling just to see them, how they responded to that and see how many of the kids over the years have grown into just people who really appreciate art and uh, as well as just having a deeper understanding of themselves. And so uh, it's always been a big part of my personal mission. So um, may I ask what what made you pick the arts or poetry as a way to connect these groups together? Like what was the inspiration for that? Uh, well, mainly I fell in love with poetry. I had uh, an English teacher in high school who brought a spoken word artist, uh, Reggie Gibson. He came to our our high school when he was here in town and he did a workshop with us at, after school. And it's like, I even, like I get emotional thinking about it right now because it changed my life. Mm, so yeah. um, it just basically... It, that introduction to poetry in that form gave me a, uh, a way to discover my sense of self. Um, so from that point on, I wanted to share that with other people uh, through my own poetry and through helping them connect to themselves through finding those words. So, you know, I just want to say this real quick. If y'all don't know who Reggie Gibson is, please Google, please get on YouTube, find his work. He is a legend in the slam and spoken word community. Mm -hmm. I mean, from movies to books to albums, you're gonna love his work. And I had no idea that you actually, I, all these years knowing you, it was like 2008, <laughs> 2009, I had no idea that you had met Reggie Gibson and that's your introduction into spoken word. And no yep. wonder you are still here with us in this community. <laughs> that's a great introduction. Yeah, Reggie Gibson is phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't seen a movie called Love Jones, definitely check that out. Yep. Um, and then he's got a beautiful piece about Jimi Hendrix that is just, just good stuff. So check it out. <laughs> okay, okay. So that that's your your twenties going into early thirties. So I don't, you don't, if you don't want to talk about personal life, but are there any personal journeys that kind of shifted your focus that made you want to? Um, go into this field and because now you're you're going to school and you're going to become a mental health care professional like you're you, you're in that thing it's, it's like master's degree and doctorate you know the sky is not the limit for you so what what personally happened in your life that made you want to kind of pivot to this this place 
Yeah, um, and I'm a totally open book. I'm pretty pretty comfortable talking about pretty much anything in my life. And so, yeah, my major major catalyst for me was when I was 30. I actually moved to Seattle. Uh, it was my first time moving away from family, friends, and all that stuff. Uh, and in that process, ended up uh, splitting up with my ex-wife, and we went through divorce throughout that process. Our divorce throughout that year, and I was in a new place. Uh, didn't know anybody. I was, it was, yeah, it was a very strange experience for me. And so I started off with all of that, spending a lot of time alone and it was good for me, but also bad in certain ways too. And so, uh, yeah, when I, when I started to, um, basically I, I spent so much time alone. I was like, okay, I want to start dating again. Like I would like to hang out with somebody, spend some time with somebody. And so I started dating again. And as I started dating again, I realized that uh, my past was uh, haunting me. So <laughs> I essentially decided that uh, I didn't want to bring those things into future relationships. So I started going to therapy because I didn't really see any other option. So that was a conclusion I had to come to on my own. Uh, and so it's, it's not something that I, somebody was like, Hey, maybe you should go to therapy or, or anything like that. Like I, I had to say, this might be a good idea for me. And in that process, I realized that I couldn't be the only guy dealing with that sort of thing with not having the tools to process life's life struggles without, or not, not knowing how to, understand my emotions on a deeper level. And so I just developed this desire to uh, provide that. So I, I admire you for having the self awareness to consider, you know, getting like seeing a counselor or a therapist um, as an option. Um, because I think it's common sometimes where maybe we'll think about doing that, but we talk ourselves out of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so I guess when you can you talk a little bit about I'm not sure there's so many ways to go here. <laughs> um, uh, I guess at what point did Into the Dark Blue, maybe you could touch on just kind of how that came about. Um, was it after you kind of went through this process? Um, yeah, you could share some about that. Sure, absolutely. So I actually was I had moved back to San Antonio for a little while. Uh, for a job with Amazon and it was a new project they were working on and I knew the city pretty well. So it worked out for me to come here to, to do that project. And while I was here, a buddy of mine and, and, my, and myself, we were out one day and just kind of started joking about making a podcast. And so we kind of threw some ideas around and actually, and that was the foundation for the dark blue, which was basically uh, we get together, we have a craft beer, and we start a discussion over the craft beer because it's a great place to to start start discussion uh, because there's just so much about it. There's so many things you can talk about as far as the, you know how it's made and how it tastes and all that stuff. And so the we started it's basically we started them as pub chats. So uh, we realized in talking to each other, that's where we usually open up the most is when we go out and have a drink together. And so we would you know, how our deepest conversations in those moments. And so we created the podcast around that idea. And as we did the podcast for a little while, we were both thinking about like, how could we take this podcast and make it something that's more uh, impactful 
And so we took the, the podcast concept and took it into the real world and started creating men's groups. So guys could come to a craft brewery, have a beer and talk about their emotions and learn how to understand themselves a little bit better. So something else about you, Zach, that I love is you're a world traveler and you have a blog where you talked about some of your travels. So you decided you were going to take this idea on the road and you literally get out there in your car or take flights and you travel around the nation going to different breweries and doing that stuff. What are some of the places that you've been and some of the um, cool men that you've met in your experiences? Um, wow. I, so actually a couple summers ago, I did a 10,000 mile road trip and it was basically the launch of these men's groups and really trying to bring more awareness to the fact that we were going to be doing these around the country. So I drove uh, from San Antonio and went West all the way around the border of the U S and stopping in most, you know, a lot of major cities along the way and, uh, and, back to San Antonio. So it was about two months on the road and I got to see so many different parts of this country that I had never seen before and um, just met regular guys all around the country, just normal dudes, just, <laughs> you know, and that was probably the best part is that like realizing how connected we actually are uh, without knowing that. Um, so everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants connection, community and understanding and having space and permission to open up and talk about what they're dealing with. And so, you know, it's just being able to provide space for men to come and have conversations with me was one of my favorite things uh, that I think I've ever experienced because it, it was honestly shocking to me how much the guys I talked to craved and desired to have that space. Uh, when they found out I was doing that, I was there talking about mental wellness, they would come up and talk to me without prompting and they would just start spilling everything <laughs> that was going on in their lives. So it's pretty cool. Well, thank you so much. We're about to uh, transition into a break and we just want to keep talking with you and uh, hearing more about everything that you've been up to. And Catherine, our break right now is by you. <laughs> I'm trying to make you introduce my song. I've always felt weird like introducing my songs. I'm like, oh, it's me talking about myself. Here we this go. <laughs> but my song is entitled My Heart Knows, and I hope that you enjoy this clip. And it was produced by a wonderful friend of mine 
who goes by Ill Fudge, which is <laughs> a cool name, <laughs> DJ Ill Fudge, who used to be DJ Ninja. Uh, he's a big old guy from Eagle Pass with hazel eyes. <laughs> Random aside. So we're about to launch into an activity with Zach. Yeah, Zach, let, let our listeners know what they would need to do this activity with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I made it. I made it simple. All you need is a pen, paper, and or your phone. You can use that as well. So it's it's a uh, pretty pretty easy stuff. All right. So uh, basically, what I want to do is help everybody connect a little bit more to their emotions. Um, one thing that people are really bad at, a lot of people are really bad at, is understanding what they're feeling. And it's mostly because we haven't been taught what, like how to know what we're feeling. Uh, we haven't been taught that there are like 34 different emotions <laughs> and probably and more. Uh, it's like sub emotions. So, you know, we, we tend to base our perspective on I'm angry, I'm happy, I'm sad. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of it. So uh, I want to do a little bit of a writing exercise with you guys. And first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read several emotions and it's a lot. So I want everyone to just kind of close your eyes and just listen to uh, these different emotions. And they're broken up into six different categories. It's angry, anxious, sad, confident, happy, and content. Irritated, scared, gloomy, brave, joyful, calm, Frustrated, worried, helpless, powerful, love, secure, aggressive, fearful, empty, aware, successful, peaceful, mad, afraid, grief, inspired, optimistic, safe, resentful, inferior, loss, courageous, excited, thankful, critical, stressed, hurt, curious, vibrant, discerning, hostile, weak, miserable, creative, cheerful, reflective, hurt, shocked, hopeless, strong, valued, balanced, offended, shame, lonely, bold, accepted, respected, furious, insecure, drained, proud, connected, grateful, bitter, rejected, bored, worthwhile, energetic, trusting, annoyed, uneasy, tired, hopeful, interested, relaxed. Is that so all? That is all. <laughs> that is, right? Are you guys surprised at the number of emotions that I just read? I am. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 phenomenal to me how many words we have to describe the different things that we experience. And so what I want everyone to do is take a few minutes and choose five emotions that stand out to you throughout from what I read. Uh, if you need me to repeat them, I can repeat them while you write. Would that be easier? Or do you guys recall? Let's do let's do a few more. Let's do a few of those again. Okay. As many as you feel like saying again, because man, I wish we had more time because I wish we had space in between each one so we could like think about how it makes us feel inside. <laughs> For sure. So yeah, so just write down the ones that really stand out to you when I read them. Irritated, scared, gloomy, brave, joyful, 
calm, frustrated, worried, helpless, powerful, love, secure, aggressive, fearful, empty, aware, successful, peaceful, mad, afraid, grief, inspired, optimistic, safe, resentful, inferior, loss, courageous, excited, thankful, critical, stressed, hurt, curious, vibrant, discerning, hostile, weak, miserable, creative, cheerful, reflective, hurt, shocked, hopeless, strong, valued, balanced, offended, shame, lonely, bold, accepted, respected, furious, insecure, drained, proud, connected, grateful, bitter, rejected, bored, worthwhile, energetic, trusting, annoyed, uneasy, tired, hopeful, interested, relaxed. Okay. I've got, I've got my five. We're supposed to pick five, five, right? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So now do you guys want to read yours out loud? Sure. Do you want to go first vocab? Yeah. Um, I put extra just in case. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to put extra as well. (laughs) I'm cheating. Um, Gloomy, joyful, helpless, empty, excited, worthwhile. Mine are grief, grateful, aware, excited, reflective. Nice. Those are great. Um, Okay. So now what I want you to do is I want you to pick two of those five that you've experienced the most this week. Okay. Do you have them? Yes. All right. Which ones did you choose? Go ahead, Vocab. Worthwhile and excited. Nice. Uh, Mine are grief and reflective. Mm, Okay. Nice. So now the next thing we're going to do is if you can write a description of that emotion, like if you were to think of an image of what that emotion looks like for you, write that as a line of poetry or just a whatever, however you want to do it. There's no pressure. There's no pressure because I'm always paired up with the poet laureate of San Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, this is true. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you were about to say something. Oh, I was going to say, for example, for anybody out there who's doing the activity and kind of struggling to come up with something. uh, So thinking like if I were to think of anger, right? Anger is a dog chained to a tree that's just inches from its prey, right? Mm -hmm. Barely just not reach its prey. That's kind of an image that I would think of for anger. And you can be as out there as you want to be, whatever it looks like to you.
All right. Looks like we got one done. All right. Would you like to read yours, Andre? Yes. <laughs> Unless Catherine wants to go first. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. For excited, I wrote, no, let me do worthwhile. Worthwhile. The sacrifice it took to complete the task is nothing compare in comparison to the reward on the other side. That's worthwhile. Excited is, it's like you popped out of a frosted fruit-filled cake and offered me a bite. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, mine aren't to totally fleshed out, but um, so for grief, I put... Um, Grief is a street puddle after a huge storm that's been sitting for days. Um, mm. And for reflective, reflective is the thing you haven't noticed before on your usual drive to and from wherever you're going every day. Mm. Those are really good. And you were and you were worried about being paired up with the poet Lori. <laughs> <laughs> that street puddle was real. Yeah, right. <laughs> And I was like imagining like the reflective, like seeing your reflection in the puddle and then like grief being like the puddle splashed and reflection is just all over the place. Uh, so yeah, it just like took me, it just took me. So yeah, but, and that's exactly the point. That's exactly the, the purpose of this is basically what you've done here is you've created a great foundation for a story or a poem based off of the emotions that you're experiencing most frequently right now. And so if these are these are emotions that you're experiencing frequently and you can write about them in this way, just create images around them. It helps to make them more real and more present. So it's it's easier for us to process them. And then when they come up later, we can know what they are instead of being having that uncomfortable feeling of just like I'm, I'm having feelings I'm having emotions and I, I don't know what they are. And it feels it feels like pent up kind of like oppressive and it's just like i i want to get rid of these emotions or i want to like put them out there and so this exercise can really help to make that easier mm. i have i have so many questions and comments about this um <laughs> we we need to take a break in just a minute but um I'm, I'm curious if you can share when we come back from the break kind of how this manifests in the group like do, is this something you use in the group's that you lead and, and kind of, I don't know, like how it shifts things for people, like what changes you notice. Um, but we have to take a quick break first. Um, this, this next song is called Go Easy by Big Infinite. Shout out to Jordan Lally. Shout out to Jordan Lally.
was jamming. Y'all it's go good. Ahead. Yeah. It. It was great. <laughs> they um they also I don't know if you saw um so Jordan and his his group uh they do that power of expression mm-hmm. tour and it the documentary they made that he talked about on our show it just got selected for a film festival which yeah! is so exciting yeah super I'm exciting about those those <laughs> fellas man they they have found they have found something golden and they are definitely doing the work and it's such a beautiful thing to see it manifesting and i know it's going to win awards i know it is yeah. i don't even doubt it not one bit right. it's a powerful story so hopefully um you know, there can be more. We'll have more good news about that in the future. Thank you, Catherine, for sharing that. Sure. Zachary. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. (laughs) Good, good. You know, you practice so many, well, I don't want to interrupt. Catherine, did you have, did you want to ask Zach a question about what the practice we just finished with him before I go launching off into something else? Yeah, just, (laughs) I guess, just how, how is that the experience of that exercise when you bring it to a group? Like, do you feel like, um, do people just kind of dive in? Do you feel like it offers them clarity? Because to be able to attach imagery to an emotion is, I really enjoyed that. It's really powerful. Um, I'm such a visual person. So to conceptualize it that way, it, it, it almost makes me feel like I understand it better Mm. um, in a very immediate way. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And that's exactly the intention. Um, and so uh, this, this specific exercise I haven't done with the men's groups, but I've done things very similar to this with the youth groups and uh, teenagers in the past. And, um, and I do, do use a lot of kind of imagery and very like specific questions in the men's groups that uh, just get people a little bit deeper into um, their, their surface experience. Right. And, uh, and man, it's over the last, uh, it's been about a year now since we officially launched some of the men's groups. And it's just the, the response that we've seen so far in um, most, if not all of the men who come, who just, they, they have been getting really deep into conversation with strangers and, and connecting with themselves in a way that they, I've gotten several comments on, you know, guys connecting with themselves in ways that they never had before and understanding things and in and seeing things from a different perspective, a different vantage point. Right. And so um, this this type of exercise with the the kids in the past is is done a very similar thing um, and just really help to look at it helps them to look at things from a different from that different perspective um, and proceed more with more intention because of it. So. Just gonna ask you, uh, what are some of you? What are the, some of the biggest challenges you think men are facing in their mental health? Oh, knowing it's okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest one. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, the having permission and having space to talk is such a big thing for most men because uh, you know socially we're we're taught often to be the the strong silent type right like that's what's attractive is to be the strong silent type or uh, to just work and press on and do your thing uh, and and that's what makes you a successful man right and, and so you know so many so many men are experiencing these deep seated emotions that they don't ever address um, because they don't think they're allowed to. And the moment you get them into a space where 
you encourage them to talk, they it just will spill out. Yeah, I think it's so powerful. And, and it doesn't take just men unlearning that. It takes women unlearning that too, that we need to ask people in, in the continuance and, and then not just ask, but I think a lot of times, like you say, when men start talking the most is when in activity, you're doing stuff together, You're whether it be cooking or playing a game or watching something, participating together, and you ask a question in the midst of that, and then men just open up. It's like, oh, okay, we're in this together. We're doing this thing, and it's okay to share in this space. And women need to learn that too. And the people in your life, like making space, like, have I considered his emotions? Have I thought about what he's feeling inside? Am I supporting him actively with you know, the things that I say or present or the things we do, we want you, you know, you need us to take interest in that as if, if we're going to be in friendship or relationship or partnership with you in different ways. I think that's so beautiful. Um, you know, cause I've become more conscious of that myself and just also learning, you know, from watching you go through this process and the things that you're doing. So, um, also, I want to ask you, who are some, are there some other organizations that you partner with as you've promoted into the dark blue? Yeah, I mean, as far as as far as organizations for like men's health, mental health, things like that. Specifically, um, I've worked a little bit with the Movember Foundation. They're just Movember now. Uh, who they're doing a lot of work as far as raising money for smaller organizations uh, like like Into the Dark Blue, and they distribute that money to help them do what they do. And that's a really amazing amazing thing that they're they're doing, as well as focusing a bit more on mental health and things like that and making that more uh, present. Uh, they have a much, they have a huge presence in Australia because uh, that's where it started. Anyway, I work with them a bit. Uh, and then I've worked with um, a couple small organizations up in Seattle. Um, and like Crisis Connection is one of the, the one up in Seattle that I've, I've worked with a little bit and they're doing great things as far as like phone, uh, phone options and text options for people to talk about their mental health. Uh, suicide awareness, that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, just a lot of coaches and individuals around the country that I've met through social media, I actually, like throughout the pandemic, I made a, a, made a lot of close friends who are doing a lot of work to, to, to be coaches and therapists and things like that. And there's a lot of access to individuals like that um, through social media. So that's been pretty cool. Um, and then one of the big organizations that supports us uh, is uh, Sheath, Sheath Underwear, which is a primarily men's underwear company, um, but they have, they're all about the mind-body-spirit connection, and so they are a big part of our journey as well, and they really help us do what we're doing uh, in a lot of different ways, so. They did some really great video with you. Yes, uh, there's a film on YouTube, uh, Luke Adams actually uh, made this film. He went to the Arctic, and uh, Greenland, and he learned how to dive, free dive in this super, super cold water. And no, no. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Yeah. So he went through this whole training process to learn how to free dive and then how to handle the cold temperatures. And so Sheath Underwear actually created a pair of underwear uh, that the proceeds are going mostly to Into the Dark Blue, a little bit to November. And, um, anytime somebody buys this pair of underwear, it goes to support what we're doing. Um, but he basically was filmed free diving under an iceberg 
in this pair of underwear. That's it. <laughs> and the whole thing was to bring awareness to um, bringing our emotions to the surface and bringing our, our mm, mental health issues to nice. the surface. And so it's like the the pressure of being down deep under the iceberg and being just, you know, yeah. enveloped by enveloped in enveloped but yeah but but it's just like yeah being in that and then coming to the surface and getting that first breath of fresh air after being under that iceberg uh that imagery there is just phenomenal so it's a great video and it's on the sheath underwear uh, youtube and it's also on the main page of our website if you guys want to watch it so beautiful documentary mini documentary and short film so I love that. It's, I think, speaks to, to, it ties in that there's some level of, I think, discomfort that comes with being vulnerable, um, not just with yourself, but with other people, especially if that's a new skill that you're trying to foster, you know? Um, yeah. So I have to check that out. <laughs> um, I guess in your, um, we have a few more minutes, but um you're a very creative person. And so can you tell us about some of the other organizations you're involved with? Um, you and Andrea do some work together, um, not just creatively, but um, also in teaching as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, so we're in a band called The Foreign Arm. So if you guys are here in San Antonio and you ever looking for something to do, uh, go check out The Foreign Arm. Um, we spend a lot of time together playing music and we have over the years. Uh, but as far as uh, teaching and things of that sort, we're actually going to be doing a, a session, a couple sessions with Gemini Inc. here in the, at the end of March for social media for busy writers or artists. So anybody who's interested in learning how to do quick and easy social media to boost yourself up as an artist, uh, then come check that out. It's virtual and in person. So you can register at Gemini Inc. I think, Dre, uh, you had something to say? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, GeminiInc.org. So spell that out, GeminiInc.org. And our classes are going to be held on the 23rd from 6.30 to 8.30 and on the 30th of March from 6.30 to 8.30. So that's two Thursdays in a row. And we're going to be covering different social media apps that you can be active on, how to do your posts, how to talk about yourself, because that's a thing. People don't really want to necessarily talk about themselves and talk about the things they do it. And they may feel like they're bragging. But if you don't talk about who you are, what you do, whatever branding type of thing, items that you want to promote, then how can people support you? We can't support you if we don't know what you're doing. And some people think, oh, I did a post. You're like last Tuesday. Yeah, you saw it. You surely you've seen it. No, <laughs> you have to consistently post. You have to consistently talk about the things that you're doing because then how will people know? And as far as the foreign arm is concerned, our show is coming up at the Echo Bridge and that'll be happening. There's a uh, coffee shop called Tandem on the southeast side of San Antonio. And we're, if you walk outside of Tandem and go down a little slope carefully with your, your um, yeah, because you got to go carefully. That, that slope ain't nothing to play with. Uh, you you take, your, take your chairs, whatever, lawn chairs or whatever you want, and it's 15 bucks and you can sit and you can listen to the foreign arm and George Gar Garza Jr. He's going to open up with a set. I'm going to do a little bit of poetry and then the foreign arm has a long set that we're going to do. And we'd love for you to come. Zach is an amazing drummer and he does drum circles and I'm sure he would teach some of you how to drum if you know you're here. You're like, hey, want some drum lessons. I'm sure uh, Zach would, would indulge you in teaching you how to do some drumming. Absolutely. 
What, what is the best way, Zach, for people to connect with you or um, find out more about Into the Dark Blue? Yeah, it's uh, just Into the Dark Blue on pretty much everything. Uh, okay. in, Instagram is at Into the underscore Dark Blue. Uh, it's www.intothedarkblue.com. And uh, just Google search as well. It should come up pretty pretty immediately. We do have our podcast on Spotify and on uh, um, Apple what's it called? Apple podcasts. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, we've got our podcast there, most major streaming services and yeah. Yep. Oh, look, there it is. There we are. Boom. And uh, <laughs> man, I love this production. The production value on this pod on this podcast is phenomenal. You guys are awesome. Um, so yeah. yeah, this is literally the most organized uh, podcast I've ever been on. I'm all right. So my personal Instagram is at breaking underscore of underscore light. And that's where I post poetry and photography and what we're doing with the forearm and all that sort of stuff as well. So. Thank you, Zach, so much for coming on the show. You know, I'll see you very soon. I love you, brother. And yeah, if you, whatever you need from, from us, if we can help you do it, we're, we'll help you because yes, we believe in what you're doing. And thank you so much for your journey through uh, the world's the world of men's mental health and um, navigating that space. We're going to take one more quick break. We're going to listen to Free to Be Me uh, in, in parentheses, unapologetically by daytime. Energetically, I am whispering my magic potion of love and unity into the universe, believing it will come back in the spirit of reciprocity. May my offerings be incense in the nostrils of God. May my words peel off the facade of institutional racism and discrimination, dismantling any powers that be trying to rob me of my identity. I want to be free, free to be me. Is it possible for me to get back what's stolen from me? It's written in my genes, it's in my history. I'm who I'm meant to be. <laughs> Truly being me. Just spend the I'm next five minutes just sing the rest of it, please. <laughs> 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 thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so that was free to be me uh, in parentheses unapologetically by daytime, which is one of another group that I'm in. <laughs> How many groups are you in vocab? I seriously, I need like a list, a running list. I would say for now, I think I'm in three groups. Plus I have my solo music. Okay. And um, it's, I love every single one of them. And I've been in, you know, like I said, I used to be in a group called Midnight Radio with Zach, who just was here on the show a couple minutes ago. Thank you so much, Zach, for joining Thank us you. wherever you are backstage or or um, anywhere you are. Like he's really, really opened my heart and my mind to the idea of really being concerned about the mental health and also having a little brother. Um, I have a, a brother that's 18 years old and he lost his father a couple of years ago. My little brother did. And, and I think it really helped me to shift the focus to be so much more concerned with what young men 
adults, whatever, are going through and, and how their emotions, how it manifests and plays out in their day-to-day life and how they show it, you know? Right, right. Or don't show it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I think it. there's so many variables that go into um, how how men process their emotions or share them or no, or don't, um, whether it was how they were brought up or situations in their life that impacted them. And, um, so I, I'm so grateful for the work Zach is doing in the world because it's really, I think really critical. (laughs) So important. Yes. We've got to, we've got to start healing our men, uh, because it's not that you really turn on the TV and see about a a woman mass shooter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. The, the wrapping up, you know, and I, I didn't mean to laugh with that. Like, it's just like it's an uncomfortable topic to talk about. Just knowing that men's mental health is in, in such a space of duress that we're having so many mass shootings all of the time. But when we start showing and introducing them to creativity and Im- impact them with um, just color, community. light, community, yeah. and and and, and uh, all creativity, all of these things coming together can help to heal and mend and keep them off of these darker paths that will, mm-hmm. will take them into places where they don't need to be. And so just, it's really, I'm really grateful. We do have some other things that we would like to talk to you all about out in the podcast land or wherever you're listening and watching and tuning in on YouTube. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in with us and, and being our friends here on Hearts Need Art. But uh, I have, I'm in the process of doing this ecrastic class Yes, at a place called Mosaics Gallery in the Blue Star District. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share some of the artwork that my students have been doing. So they've been responding to my poetry. They've been responding to other people's poetry. And this is some of their work. And we have uh, Alina's work. We have Valeria's work here. And if you're listening and not looking, um, Valeria has two pieces here. One is some hands that have pieces of ribbon. And she realized after she did it that it looked like breast cancer awareness ribbons, which is kind of funny. I didn't did. think that at all, but. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 it's just hands holding these ribbons. Uh, in the middle, we have Alina's work. I asked them to come up with, um, make their own symbol. If they could have a symbol of something that they would want to advocate for, say they were going to a protest or they were going to a rally, what would they want to rally or protest for? Mm-hmm. And so she came up with this symbol, which is like a triangle with the eye and a lot of rainbow colors and a peace sign and people holding hands uh, and like kind of like clouds. And then the third piece is another piece by Valeria. And the poem that she wrote was about feeling like she was in quicksand and being swallowed up by this quicksand. And there's like a a person in the sand, like a sand spirit that's like pulling the person down and they feel like they're drowning and they need to get out. And there's some text on there. They're just, it's beautiful. When when you sent those over, I was just amazed. Um, It must be such an amazing thing to witness as, as a teacher, you know, someone guiding them through this, this practice. Um, yeah, it's high school students. And they, some of them are alumni from uh, mosaics that came back and some of them are first timers. And we're just, you know, I'm, we're exposing them to the text of poetry and asking them about their feelings, asking them what they think. Because a lot of times when you, you, um, you ask kids a question, you're not asking them how they feel about it. Mm. And the cool thing about this is we're asking them how they feel about the things that they're hearing and seeing and they're, they're they're responding with their emotions as well as with their art. It's all mixing together. Right. right. Oh, so awesome. Um, I think also, especially at that age, there's, 
there's so much going on. Uh, there's a Absolutely. lot of confusing thoughts, feelings. You're trying to figure out your social. I, and it's just, it's a lot. And so for someone to take the time to ask them how they're actually feeling about something, I think that's really powerful. Um, yeah. And when we started the class, you know, Amina, my my uh, co-teacher, the person that kind of brought me into doing this, th- and this is through, this is through Gemini Inc. as well, okay. uh, and the Blue Star uh, Contemporary Arts, but she was, she told them, the students that were starting, she was like, we are a family. So you're going to get to know these other students. They're going to be your community and they do work together. They run their art by each other. They consult with each other. And it's not just like they're sitting in their little station doing their own thing. Like they're getting up, they're walking over. Hey, what are you working on? Um, I got some extra supplies or is there something you need help with or giving them opinions and stuff like that. And it's so great to see them giving each other positive feedback and critique on the work that they're doing because that's how they're going to improve and it's not a like a judgment zone, but it's really like a supportive zone mm-hmm. for them. I, I think we all need that. <laughs> Heck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Any other events you have coming up? I do. So I'm starting, I used to, for 13 years, I used to co-host a spot called Second Verse. It was the, we called it the premier poetry spot here in San Antonio. And it was an award-winning spot. We won two consecutive awards for best open mic in the nation um, by the National Poetry Awards. Hmm? Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So we won those two awards back in the day. Anyways, we, we, during the pandemic, we, we did it for a little bit, but then it was starting to just become increasingly more difficult and not safe really for us to be gathering. So we stopped doing second verse and now we are coming back as the remix. It's just glow and I this time and shout out to Kenton, but it's just glow and I, we're going to be at upstage comedy lounge on Walsham road. The address is four, 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 one Walsham road. We're going to be there on March 10th, doors open at 9 p.m. The cover charge is 15, but you're getting live music. There's a cash bar. There's food available. You're getting um, poetry, comedians, singer, songwriters. You're getting all of that in this space. And it's just going to be a great time for community to gather. You may have some vendors out there in the future, but right now we're just kicking back the poetry. We're going to be happening every second Friday. So that's once a month, starting March 10th, this coming Friday. This Friday. Please join us at Upstage. Awesome. I wish I could be there for that. (laughs) Bring my ukulele. (laughs) We would dig it too. We We would get right there with you. Uh, nobody wants to hear that. Okay. Um, we have just some closing announcements before we say goodbye for today. Um, Hearts Need Art is looking for volunteers. So if you are interested and you do not have to consider yourself an artist in order to volunteer with us, uh, we need help with various things. Some of it's administrative, uh, administrative work, It could be writing thank you cards. It could be actually assisting our artist team. Um, But we invite you to send in an application for that. And there are some remote opportunities. uh, So we'll make sure we put the link in the comments. Um, We also are close to the end of our Given Garden fundraiser. That's going on until the 17th. So you have 10 more days um, to purchase your plants, bulbs, seeds, whatever you need for your garden, and half of the proceeds from your purchase will go directly to Hearts Need Art. And we are moving right along with our Make a Thousand, Give a Thousand with our board member, Amy Latta. And do we have any pictures, Richard? Let's see. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's some of the recent entries that uh, people have shared with us using the hashtag Make a Thousand, Give a Thousand. Um, these are 
if you're listening and not watching, uh, it's some people have made little heart pillows. Some people have um, just done like coloring sheets, hearts on canvas, quilt squares. There, it, there's really no limit to how you can you create these hearts. Um, it can be something you do with your kids. So anyone can participate in this project. You can visit our website, heartsneedart.org, and there is a link right at the top to get started on participating. For every heart that's received after you mail it in, $1 will be donated to Hearts Need Art up to $1,000. So thank you to everyone that has sent in hearts so far. We're busy counting them and <laughs> um, we'll eventually start handing them out to patients. So on that note, uh, we want to thank the Nancy Smith Heard Foundation, Jane Phipps specifically of the Nancy Smith Heard Foundation for making this podcast possible. We're just so excited to bring our guests on each week and share them with y'all. Until yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Until See you next, next time. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking because of something you've heard on this podcast.